0: Don't tell anyone I'm free. Don't tell anyone I'm free.
1: Hello, and welcome to BSD Talk, number eighty one. It's Monday, November sixth. 2006 In the news, NetBSD 3.1 and 3.0.2 have been released. Now for the interview. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Torsten Glaser, and welcome to the show. Hello. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, I'm uh, 24
0: old so, um person from Germany. I have been um, using computers since I was six when my father bought the first one. And I started with all the usual stuff, basic, MS-DOS, and then uh, learned other languages, assembly, Pascal, eventually C and make and shell. And after school, I did an apprenticeship in this area and um, tried to study, but uh, I eventually gave up because it wasn't nothing for me. And now I'm looking for new employment. And I'm doing all this uh, BSD work in my spare time, which I sometimes have more and sometimes less. I also go to a local club here, Netzladen EV, uh, which is a common meeting point for both computer geeks and anarchists and musicians and um, alternative people in general. And I'm even helping to run this place.
1: And how did you first get
0: introduced to the BSDs? Well, I was using uh, Linux from about 1997, 1998 onwards because I have heard about it, bought a book, tried to install it, and failed because they didn't burn the book with uh, with rock-rich attributes. And I was dropped in a shell and tried to install it by reading the shell commands and uh, the printed man pages I had. And at some point I succeeded, but with another distribution, SUSE Linux and Uh, So I started to um, try to build my own Linux. After getting introduced to Debian, it was a little easier. I combined the source CDs from both because at that time I didn't even have Internet access. I barely knew what the Internet was. And um, I was still at school then, so I could get a few packets from school and transported them home via floppies. This even includes um, complete uh, 2.0.36 kernel on uh, more than 10 floppies. I don't remember exactly. Then after I had my own uh, Linux, libc5 based because I wanted it to be small, I um, obtained a modem and connected to the internet myself for for the first time using my own Linux. And I found it great, but um, it still was somehow weird. And then I heard about the BSDs. I um, learned a book which described FreeBSD, NetBSD, OpenBSD, and even had a CD with um, older versions of them. So I tried them all, especially OpenBSD, because I liked the description. And um, at that time you couldn't even scroll back in the console, Uh, well you could, but it was different than Linux, and I didn't find it at first. And already saw this was a great system. It was OpenBSD 2.4, I think. But um, I decided to come back later. A few weeks after I heard that the OpenBSD 2.9 release was imminent, I bought it, and I immediately liked it. I have ditched uh, Linux since. I'm still using uh, MS-DOS as my second operating system for when I need direct access to the hardware or play around with bootloaders. And I'm still using Windows for gaming, but not much these days anymore. And um, I've
1: never looked back to Linux since. Uh,
0: Since then I was using BSD,
1: and I was quite happy with it. Now, somewhere in the process of using the BSDs, you decided to work on your own version of the BSDs. Could you describe that project a little?
0: It was like um, I liked it, and I got the source code. It was a very funny to get a source code with a uh, 32.6 modem, but uh, I managed to track the OpenBSD CVS repository even, so I learned about CVS pretty early, and I like it, I must admit. And um, when I tried to improve things, at some point I decided to send them mails about uh, what I did and ask them whether they'd like it. And one of these things was the WTF program of NetBSD, which they have in games. It, it's an acronym database. You type, for example, WTF, WTF, and it will tell you what WTF stands for. Well, it was a tool which explains these acronyms to you, which are pretty common in, for example, ISC, which I was in at the time as well. So I wrote a mail and got basically flamed. When I had other stuff sent back, I, I was usually ignored, like other people I listen uh, I learned later. And at that point, I decided to make an openBSD patch kit public. So I did it. I put up uh, diffs at my own homepage and even a script with which I did the diffs. And I even uploaded a binary version of that. And as the diff grew, it became um, clear that um, uh, I had to split up with them. And since I was never an OpenBSD developer before, it was not even a lot for their project. I started my CVS repository, imported OpenBSD sources, applied my patches, and continued to work on what's from there. What was the name for this project? name for the project originally was OpenBSD Current Mirabile, which was my nickname at that time it comes from the latin word which means both uh, wonderful and weird because at times i can be wonderful at times i can be a little different than other people and then it was shortened to bsd mirabile and then i came up with MirBSD bsd because i also liked that Mir, the first three letters of my nickname stood for the russian word for peace and world so it is a wonderful operating system for a world of peace and at the beginning MirBSD was uh, just a nickname for my User source and user ports directories, and then the other developers joined. One of them is still actively working on Mirror OS, and one isn't. At that point, I decided to call it the Mirror OS project because we also had ambitions to make to, to offer more than one kernel to the user, so he can select whether he wants to have, for example, the BSD kernel or the Linux kernel with uh, this uh, proprietary NVIDIA drivers, which I never used, by the way, and. From that onward, we decided to have a, a base operating system with the same BSD look and feel with um kernel. At the moment, we only have Mirror as BSD, of course, and a porting framework. The porting framework has been very much improved. It also runs on other operating systems, so it's kind of a different uh, product, but it all runs on the hood of the Mirror OS project,
1: which is um, all of us developers, I suppose. So, if someone were to ask, what the major differences were between Mirror and the other BSDs? What would they be?
0: We usually still see ourselves as, um, as the kind of better OpenBSD, although we um, also tend to go into the direction of NetBSD sometimes. And the major differences between um, OpenBSD and us are that we, are um, pretty slim operating system for example I removed Kerberos support because I don't think our audience would uh, use it um, we are compiling everything optimized for size which with GCC 3 allows us for example much more stuff on the boot floppies as well and we are having much more up-to-date external tools such as a complete new toolchain uh, or what's left of it or the Linux web browser or uh, even recently I updated Ncurses from 5.2 to 5.5 and added Unicode support to it. Then was well, a the completely different porting framework. We started with OpenBSD ports, but when Mark Espy started to rewrite it in Perl, we decided to not go this way, but we improved it in other ways, for example portability. We went to the Elf executable format much earlier than OpenBSD the diff was originally based on OpenBSD and NetBSD code, of course, but um, it served as a kind of testing base. We don't have GNU graph in the base system anymore. We use, we're using ATT NROF from uh, 4.4 BSD Alpha. And so we don't even have any C code left in the base system, which is pretty interesting if you have a broken C compiler, which we had for some time. We don't have that anymore. It works perfectly now. Even better than an open BSD, for example, Center ICQ works, works much better. What else? These were the major points, I think. And what hardware platforms are supported? At the moment, we are supporting the i386 platform. Two releases ago, we did support the Spark platform as well because I got one donated by a friend, Waldemar Brotkopp. Some of you might already have heard of him, and he's a great guy who, can, who you can drink quite a few beers with. And I'm planning on reviving this, but um, I'm pretty much running out of time because it's very slow, and I have to take care of all this i386 stuff as well. If I had machines and even more time, I would probably support AMD64 as well, but uh, I don't see that coming soon. In addition to that, um, AMD64 support in both NetBSD and OpenBSD is uh, pretty unstable, what I heard, and um, has much
1: more bugs so I'm preferring to have two stable platforms. Do you ever intend to support symmetric multiprocessing?
0: When we are merging OpenBSD 4.0 enhancements in our code, we will have it there, but I won't enable it because I don't think the way they are doing it is right. If you're doing multiprocessing, you better do it right, and the BSD kernel is just not made for it. Um, I've heard of a story why OpenBSD suddenly decided to uh, implement SMP. And I admit I don't quite like it and it probably introduces more problems than it solves. Sometimes the uniprocessor kernel does uh, things much more faster even on, on OpenBSD and so we don't um, support it, we will not support it either for the next few years to come. If we had a kernel programmer we would fix um, outstanding bugs or stuff like that, we might but um, we don't have any kernel programmer at all and. Besides, there's more important work to do. For example, converting the WS console code to Unicode.
1: And what's the current release of Mirror OS?
0: Currently, we're offering a stable release of Mirror OS version 9. We're just numbering them by decimal numbers, no fractions. And there's a development snapshot on our BitTorrent tracker, which is um, a week old. Development snapshots are, when I upload them, usually as stable as releases just not as well tested, or um, ports are more broken, or we had recent changes which are introduced changes, but um, I m- must admit I can't say the same about our um, um, CVS because um, sometimes we are committing stuff and then continue to work on it the next day just so we have a backup, so it is not guaranteed that head always builds, but uh, development snapshots we are uploading are always uh, tested so they are at least uh, boot and are installable. And how long do you provide patches and updates for previous releases? We have this um, installer from OpenBSD, Inherited. It's um, one which asks you a few questions and then goes on to work. This works quite well. We're trying to uh, to bump uh, library version numbers when it's required and stuff like that. So old programs continue to work as well. For example, I have three or four different uh, major C libraries on my system at the moment. mPlayer, for example, has been built um, months ago by me on my laptop, and um, I still haven't gotten around to rebuild and update it, Uh, but it still works. So um, you can actually mix code from different versions on the system, apparently. We also have an OpenBSD binary compatibility layer with which you can execute basically any OpenBSD 3.8 program. This was uh, very easy because our kernel didn't uh, divide from OpenBSD as much as the rest of the system.
1: And if people want to get a copy of MIROS,
0: where should they go? Of course, first place is a BitTorrent tracker. We are hosted at Scary Water, which is a great enemy tracker. And he has a um, sub-site of, um, for computing stuff as well. And we are hosted there. The URL you can find on the website, of course, murbsd.org or DE, depending which one you like better. And the URL of the tracker itself is f.scarywater.net. And sometimes we are uploading snapshots or releases, especially releases, to our website as well, which is currently hosted at a server of a friend, which is on murbsd.org. You can find it there in the subdirectory OS. Yeah, new stuff is actually uh, usually placed only on BitTorrent. I only rarely upload snapshots to the server because it costs me much bandwidth. And are you working on any other projects besides MiroS? Yes, I'm working on FreeWRT, which is a sort of an embedded GNU Linux for these wireless routers, Netgear, and other stuff. And I'm only doing it because I'm um, head developer of this FreeWRT, like we call it, is actually this Waldemar Broadcorp I already mentioned, uh, a friend of mine. He forked it off OpenVRT for different reasons and I'm helping him with cross compiling, tool chain, build system and stuff like that and um, read all the diffs to see um, if there are obvious errors. In I don't have max- much experience with Linux anymore nor do I know anything about these devices. But I've already found quite a few bugs and made it um, compilable on the BSDs. Originally, you could only compile OpenVRT on Linux itself. And because Waldemar uses OpenBSD on his laptop, um, he was very glad about that. We're also planning to introduce um, compilability on Sikwin for Windows
1: and Mac OS X. Okay, well, are there any other topics that you want to speak about today? Yes,
0: yeah, I have a very great person helping me with the Mirror S project. His name is Benny Siegert. And he's currently living in the Saarland in Germany and um, finishing his studies. He's uh, studying chemistry and not anything IT related. So I guess he's much happier doing stuff on computers uh, in the evening than I would have been working on it all day. And um, he's mo- mostly doing ports work. He's improving the infrastructure which we inherited via OpenBSD, NetBSD from Paul henning from FreeBSD. This is are very old C programs which uh, sometimes have three different indentation styles in one .c file but um, they are doing the job great and can be improved even further and he also does um, some work on actual ports for example he's responsible for all of GNOME in our um, porting framework and he recently ported uh current Firefox we call it fire something for um, trademark reasons though and he's a um, really great guy we meet each other at um, exhibitions like fosdem FrostCon, chaos communication congress linux talk stuff like that and um it's like a mini hackathon a few things i have been working recently on is um porting of frozen bubble as uh, v- version 2 just came out and this version adds uh, more eye candy and actual multiplayer support over the network it, cost me a whole day and the evening to finish the port. It was a little easier because we already had a port of Frozen Bubble version 1 since over a year. And um, now you can even play Frozen Bubble 2 over the network. And because the MIR ports work on Mac OS X and OpenBSD as well, users of these operating systems can play it too. Especially OpenBSD users because uh, their p- framework doesn't even offer a Frozen Bubble version 1 in contrast to, for example, NetBSD package source. Another thing I have been working on is uh, Unicode support in the system. I have been implementing stuff in libc, which is uh, required for white chars. Still not finished, but uh, many more applications can use it. I already mentioned I upgraded libn cursors, So Lungs and Center ICQ are now capable of displaying white characters. For example, I have an MSN contact who likes to have Chinese characters in his nickname because he is learning Chinese. And this displays without any problems now. And like that, I fixed other programs and even hacked it into our shell. So it um, treats uh, UTF-8 characters as one. We're not going the way of full internationalization because we don't believe in it. We are going the Plan 9 way of eventually only having UTF-8. And of course, the C-local, which is required by the standards, which is only 7-bit wide.
1: Will anyone from Miro-OS be making it to any of the conventions around Europe? Yeah, of course. Um, We will both attend the next CARES Communication Congress
0: in December, last three days of December. And the next one we will probably attend is um, FOSDEM in Brussels, which is um, last weekend of February. And the next one will be the FrostCon somewhere in the summer. And uh, FrostCon is happening in St. Augustine near Bonn, which is actually very near where I live, so it's very easy for me to go there. This year, first FrostCon ever happened, and I even brought my own coffee making with uh, with us to the booth and gave free coffee to the other BSD people, and um, they were quite happy about it. Okay, well, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Thank you as well.
1: If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com or if you'd like to send me an email you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk, number 81.